0: This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard
1: Collective.com where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can for find your collection.
0: Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard, not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? from your own face typically now you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well but if you are a person who has great facial hair detroit beer collective is the one to help you out well tell you what i may not be able to grow facial hair but i sure as hell can appreciate it that's right and you know what i can do what spend money that's right you go in detroitbeardcollective.com if you spend 25 or more you can use the offer code mcgaming and get 20 percent off your order that's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Oh, uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. It's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beard Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone.
2: This is the Legend of Retro.
0: Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops.
2: And Craig WK.
0: And this week we are going to bring to you a staple in the RPG game community. Mm-hmm. I love it's, to say RPG game, just to bother Craig and Xander.
2: A role-playing game game. Yes, a role-playing game game. So this game game this is... This game game. Is the one, game game can. Yeah, this this game game is wonderful. It is Dragon Quest Eight. Yes,
0: the eighth in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, started out on the Nintendo. Yep. And then it's been... It's never been on Sega, has it? No, no,
2: it's... Uh, so it's uh, specifically... Uh, well... That's Nintendo the, and then PlayStation, Playstation and PlayStation two, yeah. And now it's back to all the like the Nintendo consoles. And uh, the the newest one is on PlayStation four as well.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this one is Dragon Quest eight. It's also known uh, commonly as the Journey of the Cursed King. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite Dragon Quest game. Granted, I've only played this one. So oh. uh, the glitch wants me to play Dragon Quest 7 really bad. And he has it for the PlayStation 1, so I should probably borrow it from him.
2: Dragon Quest 7 is my favorite Dragon Quest game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But I will say Dragon Quest 8 is the objectively best Dragon okay. Quest game. It's wonderful. It's This game is just beauty. It is just utterly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So... Dragon Quest 8 was released on uh, November 15th, 2005 on the PlayStation 2. It's a turn-based JRPG from Level 5 and Square Enix, which is a great combination right there. Oh, absolutely. They struck gold. Now, Level 5 wasn't really all that huge until they worked on a Dragon Quest game. Right. They had worked on like Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2 and which were decent games. Oh yeah, not bad. You know, RPGs, you know, on the PlayStation 2, but Square or uh, Square Enix saw them. In fact, even at the time, it might have just been Enix when they first spied him, and they were like, "Hey, we like what you're doing. We're going to make you, uh, you know, uh, our producers of the Dragon Quest game." And uh, their popularity took off from there. Uh, now, in Dragon Quest Eight. It stars your silent protagonist hero, uh, who's uh, like Chop said, on a journey to uh, cure a curse that's on his king and his princess, and he meets some friends along the way, and they travel around hunting down Dolmagus, this creepy jester mage. I
0: love that name, Dolmagus. Wonderful name. It's like the best evil jester name ever. Like, I
2: mean, I don't know of any other ones, but oh, do you want a list? There's a surprisingly large amount of Jester-esque villains. Why do you have a list of this? It's just off my head. Oh, you sure. Have, you have Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, who's Still haven't clown-like. Got into it yet. It's absolutely worth getting into, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you have Cicero, from, oh, Cicero. Skyrim. from
0: Skyrim. Well, I mean, Cicero is also from Shakespeare. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: Cicero's from a Shakespearean play.
2: Oh, well, I'll be danged. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you you actually uh, have a fair amount of, like, clown-esque villains, jester villains, if you will, throughout video games. Yeah, I guess,
0: I forget it's like a trope. It's, you know, this, this one, comical yeah. character who's evil. And, you know, it's and the insane. Last, Oh, he's so insane. Oh, such okay. a pity. Okay, so let's, let's kind of like 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 set the groundwork for this right. game because we're gonna go all over the place. Yeah, I we know are. we are. So, like you said, your journey is to cure this king and his princess and, and restore his his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a role playing game, turn based. You have a party that consists of three people,
2: four, four characters altogether. Three, four four counting the hero. But,
0: yes, oh, in battle four, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: in battle four,
0: and it's. Completely turn-based. You attack creatures that you see in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually see them; they're not random encounters. You can oh, fight yeah. them or you can avoid them. Like,
2: it's pretty nice in caves. I think in like certain in in. Oh no, actually no, no, I, in caves. Yeah, it's all in caves above world. it's also about. You mm-hmm. also see uh, all the monsters in the field. Yeah, so in unlike in previous Dragon Quest games, this one is all 3D. Yes.
0: It's beautiful. Gorgeous. It's, it's got a cel-shaded art style yep. to it, which the reason why this is such a gorgeous looking game is, come on, you want to say it.
2: Oh, the I, know art, you, I know you want to say it. The art by uh, yes. uh, the master himself, Akira Toriyama. Akira Toriyama,
0: the creator of Dragon Ball. Well, the, of the art style, I guess. Well, he did create. Oh yeah, know? he yeah. created Dragon, yeah. Ball. Yeah, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, I got nervous there when you looked at me. I was like, <laughs> oh no, oh no, Craig's challenging my anime knowledge.
2: Um, yeah, no, Akira Toriyama, who's who's the 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 king of you know uh, anime kind of yeah. you know he he made Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, yada yada. Uh, And yeah, his art style is so amazing in this game. Perfect. It's so, it's funny because Dragon Quest as a whole is a game series that's a little on the heavy side. Yes. You know, the the plot's a little darker, you know, for an RPG, but like the enemies are kind of goofy, you know, your spells are a little funny, you know. Your
0: stakes are there, Mm -hmm. but you're fighting, (laughs) you're fighting creatures that have like a giant foot and it's jumping around, or a slime Mm -hmm. that just looks like. Blue Poop, Um, you know, like, like these weird characters
2: and they're all like the cheeky devil or dancing devil, whatever it is. There are a lot of the enemy names are like puns, too. Yeah, Right. You know, so it's really kind of goofy and weird, like the like when you're fighting. But at the same time, the game is just so heavy. Yeah. It's great. It's it's it's
0: really great. But the, the, the art style though from Akira Toriyama, Oh yeah. It just it, it immediately wants it to be a Dragon Ball World. Like and I wanted it to be so bad.
2: Yeah. I wanted it to be
0: a Dragon Ball game, but it's not, and it's still great in its own right. But
2: Yeah, the oh, it just feels so good. The, the original game. trio who've been working on the series since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh Yuji Hori. Uh, Akira Toriyama and Koichi Sugiyama, who does the music, uh, the three of them uh, have, have worked on this game as well as a lot of others, you know. Uh, but uh but yeah no it's it's Dragon Quest is interesting because like unlike something like Final Fantasy where they the the creators of them kind of jump around a bit yeah. you know and, and they have different you know teams working on them and stuff they always have that core trio working on the Dragon Quest games and so they're, they've remained true to themselves.
0: Well there's a consistency among them but they're just different enough in story wise mm-hmm. that it's like you know what to expect yeah. but you want to see what the new adventure is.
2: Absolutely yeah and they, they add new mechanics and stuff and, and switch things out in fact this game uh, it's sort of funny because like normally if you simplify a game people they're, they're usually not happy with that. Right. But Compared to previous Dragon Quest games, Dragon Quest Eight is a very simplified system. Really, very. In previous Dragon Quest games, so uh, in Dragon Quest uh, Six and Seven, there was a job class system. So it's it's huge. You know, you you jump around between classes. You know, level them up. If the more you master, the better. You know, stuff you get. Yada yada yada. In Dragon Quest Eight, it's a skill tree system. So, like, you, you know, you have, like, you know, for the hero, you have, like, swords or boomerangs or the courage ability. Yeah, and you, lance, I think. You know, lances and stuff. Yeah, it. there's quite a few. And, but you you put points in it. And, like, the more points, you it, like, you put into it when you're equipped with that weapon, the more abilities you have for it. Mm-hmm. And if you have a different weapon, you no longer can use those abilities.
0: No, but if you have points in that field, then you use that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really simple. hmm And I liked it a lot. Yeah, like the, you still got variety, but you had clear objectives of mm-hmm. what. Like, you didn't get exact details of what these moves were, but you had an idea of. Okay, so this is giving me extra attack here at this level of points, and yeah. this is giving me this new ability. This flame uh, slash. Yeah. Like, or oh, I wonder what that does. It, you know, it's pretty
2: easy to understand. You're going to hit nice. them with fire damage. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you didn't have to change your whole stats. Mm-hmm. You just changed your equipped weapon, and that was it.
2: Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, what I normally did, like the way I played through Dragon Quest Eight, is rather than jump around, I'd be like, "Okay, this playthrough, he's getting swords. Oh, okay, that's what he's doing." And I would just max out swords and like you know another ability like courage, you know, because everyone has like a bunch of weapon paths, and then they have like their own character path. Like so, for yeah, the it's hero, like story. It's they're
0: like story driven, almost story driven character moments, like you said. Yeah, where I don't think a lot of games have that. You know, the, this game. There's so much personality to it mm-hmm. that you don't see in a lot of role-playing games these days. Yeah, not really. Because, I don't know why, because they want to make it more universal. I mean, I could see why Maybe. this game could not be as popular, but let me tell you this. When it came out, this game sold, <laughs> was the fastest-selling Japanese game for PlayStation 2 on its release, mm-hmm. and it has a total worldwide 4.9 million copies sold yep
2: it was hugely popular
0: like this is a prime example of if you make a game with a great compelling story beautiful art simplified yet complex skills or, or battle system or, or character building system in mm-hmm. solid mechanics it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter you know if it's in a environment of, like, future or kingdom art, mm-hmm. you know, swords and shields and things, if you're just focusing on those specific key elements, you're going to make a successful game.
2: Absolutely, yeah, no. And and it's funny because, like, you... you like you know, like we mentioned before, unlike Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest has stayed true to its roots, mm-hmm. and so every Dragon Quest is basically sort of the same kind of thing. It's yeah. like you you leave from your town, you fight some monsters, you level up a bit, you get enough money to buy the gear from that current town, you move to the next area, rinse, repeat. You now have you know you you go through a dungeon, you 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 know clear it out, you then go to the next area. Oh, the enemies are too tough. You save up some money, you buy the better gear and move on. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same thing over and over again, but. Somehow, <coughs> excuse me. I, uh, Enix, and then eventually Square Enix, had perfected the formula so well that, like, you know, it's still a wonderful experience with each game, even though it's kind of the same game over and over. It,
0: kind of, it is, but it isn't.
2: It, right? Exactly. I think there's,
0: a, and then from what I could see, the brief part of Dragon Quest si- uh, Seven to this. Mm-hmm. You know, you shifted from PlayStation yep. to PlayStation Two, uh-huh. where there was a huge change in graphics, well, and mm-hmm. and like sprites,
2: and but then like also the world that you're interacting, yeah. with, how the world functioned, mm, yeah. Dragon Quest Seven is even, I mean, like on PlayStation, it was still a very very rudimentary game, kind mm-hmm. of. It, it's it, I mean, it basically was like a, a an amped up Super Nintendo game. The, the the benefit they had is that they could make it way longer, which they did. It's yeah. an immensely long game, and the fact that they had like you know uh, uh, CD quality sound, right? You know, so so yeah, no, I mean you're you're right. There was a huge jump, an Im- immense leap in quality between Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight. But
0: it but it stayed. But the quality of the game stayed there. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you a lot of games sacrifice beautiful graphics mm-hmm. for story or the other way around sorry the sacrifice story for beautiful graphics or yeah. gameplay and it i i can tell from the little bits that i've completed another dragon quest game i've played a few of them yeah but i can just tell it's just it's there's a certain love in making a dragon quest game mm-hmm. that you don't get in a final fantasy
1: I, I
2: depending on the final fantasy i would absolutely agree i i think that uh, i i you know, like, like even, you know, Final Fantasy that are more popular, you know, which there are so many, you know, we could spend hours taking a look at each individual one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at like, you know, even like Final Fantasy seven, which is like really loved. And I don't know, like some of the dialogue is a little kind of hokey and lame. And like, you know, it's a little on the like kind of like angsty side. Like there's still really, really big dramatic moments in Dragon Quest games, but it's never feels angsty. Yeah, like it never feels your your your
0: wonderful thing. You hate your angsty protagonist. Oh god, you yeah. hate the ang- angsty. Protagonist. I'm
2: not a fan. Yeah, I I I I don't think that I think you can do it right. You but can, I think, but I think more often than not, it's done horribly, horribly wrong. And so in like you, because you have a silent protagonist, it's sort of you taking on the feelings, you know, so it's, and, and I think for a game like Dragon Quest, that, that works wonderfully, you know, because you're, you're involved in the plot, but it's not normally like, you know character-driven plot, like there's character-driven moments in the story, but the overall story of Dragon Quest Eight is that you just want to cure the king and the princess and get their kingdom back to yeah, normal. you want to do right by them. Yeah, and and in in order to do that, you need to take down this villain, Dolmagus. Who's
0: doing worse things to other people.
2: Or, yep. You know, like
0: part of the characters that you find are directly affected by Dolmagus.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just about every character in the game that joins you is, has been affected in some negative mm-hmm. way due to Dolmagus, you know? So, like, uh, uh, when you get Jessica and the team, uh, it's her brother has had issues with Dolmagus, we'll say. I don't want to drop too many spoilers or whatever. But, uh, yeah, she, like, swears revenge on Dolmagus and joins you. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Angelo joins you, and it's the same. Now, I do also want to talk about the character. So the the main cast is the hero, Yangus. Yep. Jessica and Angelo. Yes, you have Angelo, who's kind of a playboy. uh, Kind of like like a musketeer. Yeah, he looks like a musketeer. He's very charming. He likes to flirt with women. Yeah, he mostly joins, I think, because of Jessica's in the group. Pretty much. Uh, Jessica is a a mage. She's a wizard. She's like a. She's wealthy. She's of
0: of royalty in her town.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, kind of like the town aristocrat, Mm -hmm. like the daughter of this like high ranking woman. And then Yangus is this like thug who joins you. Yeah. Yeah. You find out in a flashback that Yangus joins you basically because of the fact that the hero saves his life and like it was the first kind thing anybody ever did for him in his life. Yeah and so he joins you and you know they can't just call you hero throughout the game so the, all of them will either just not say your name in spoken dialogue cuz it's all vo- fully voice act, yep. acted acted uh, but yangus calls you governor and c- refers to you as gov with this like cockney accent it's wonderful let's
0: play uh one of one of yangus's famous oh, famous lines right yeah here. so
2: i uh, so i uh, Yengis, uh, whenever he's surprised, shouts out with this like you know British Cockney kind of thing, and uh, go ahead and play it, uh, uh, chops. Cool, blimey! <laughs> oh, me. It's he is such a wonderful voice actor. Oh, all the voice acting is amazing. It's, it, and I think that's one of the most just mind blowing things. Is like this was a time when voice acting in video gaming was starting to get better.
0: Yeah, the. Uh... Plethora of Square Enix role playing games of the PlayStation era mm-hmm. and PlayStation 2, like there was a lot of crap voice acting because they produced so much. Like, mm-hmm. there you look like Ark the Lad, or you have like all these other PS2 games mm-hmm. uh, coming out, um, Rogue Galaxy. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ones, you know, some of them have really great moments of, of dialogue that's written and spoken, but for the majority, it's pretty much straight. It's 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 your typical yeah. role playing dialogue. There's not a lot to it. There's not a lot of personality. But when there is, it just seems out of place, or it just yeah. seems awkward. A lo- yeah. A lot of
2: well, I mean, back then they weren't really hiring popular voice actors to do the voices. No, they were just snagging whoever they would have auditions and they'd be like, all right, good enough, and bring uh, somebody in. We like in. the
0: sound of your voice. Okay, yeah,
2: cool. okay, and and that, but they're not. You know, it's not like they're doing a great job acting out their their lines. But in this. Oh, they amazing. knocked it out of the park. Every the vo- character. Yeah, the voice acting so good. Like Dolmagus's voice is so unsettling. I love it. The villain is so creepy. And like, it, when you would go, like when you go to towns, like the townspeople would be like, oh, yeah, we saw that guy. He was really weird. And, and like, you know, he kept muttering things like, you know, such a pity under his voice. And like, and so like when you see the Dolmagus and like cutscenes and stuff, you know, he's just like such a Pity, and it's just this like real kind of like slightly higher pitched (sighs) creepy voice, and they—it's just so good, so creepy. Yeah, I want to
0: see if I can find it right now, but you continue talking. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, so all in all, I the The voice acting is just so good, and and you know, like we mentioned, the the you know the graphics are beautiful. I mean, the the art that itself is of course great because it's done by Toriyama. But just like the the cell shading makes it look so timeless, because in that era, there's a lot of really polygonal, kind of crummy looking video games. You know, they didn't yeah. hold up as well, but with cell shading. It makes it so timeless. Like it makes it so it really lasts through the ages. There's not
0: a like it's it's weird. I have a hate and a love and hate relationship with cell shading. Mm-hmm. So like beautiful Joe. Yeah, looks really great. Sure, yeah. But I wasn't really into it because mm-hmm. of the cell shading. Really, this game, I loved every aspect of the cell shading, and I don't. I really don't know why I don't like the different. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the two. Uh, there's something. It's just depending, I guess, on the aesthetic yeah. that I like for that game. But for this, when you're doing cell shading, y- you don't have to worry about. I feel like as much of that aging because it just the it's stylized. Yeah. When you're something stylized, when it has a a specific uh, I don't know what it's called, but like a specific style, we'll just say certain like, look but, to it or whatever. It's it's it can be timeless, mm-hmm. um, just like you know paintings. You know, like. Uh, um, Van Gogh, or yeah. even what's the pop guy? I'm blanking on his name. Um, pop guy, pop culture. Does the cans? Uh, Andy uh, Warhol. Oh, and Warhol, Warhol. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's dated. What is what the con- what the content is, but the style isn't. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that you know, like you know, like you said, it like making it a stylized game really really does wonders for that. And 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 here's the thing is, let's face it, cell shading. A lot of the games that, like, really became stylized and, like, you know, had that timeless look from that era are the cel-shaded yeah, games, you yeah. know? Like, even if you Border have... Borderlands. Yeah.
0: If you, if you ever played mm-hmm. that, that's all cel-shaded.
2: Legend of Zelda The Wind, Wind Waker, Waker. Yep. is the huge one. Like, if you look at, you know, like, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, they're a little, like, dated. The polygons and stuff, you know? It's just a... a Mario a,
0: 64. Super dated. Yeah. Before the remake. The called, graphics. But, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely but you look at like you know the cel-shaded games of that time and they look great they still look good you know and i and i think that you know I, I feel like if they had gone with like a blocky polygonal look for Dragon Quest Eight, you wouldn't get the same feel. For no, it, it would still be a good game. It just wouldn't look as good, especially not today.
0: Now, uh, part of the, we just talked a lot about the game in general. Mm-hmm. Some, some specifics I want to mention is along with the fighting system, there's a great item system in this. Oh yeah, the, with uh, the alchemy. alchemy pot and. I I was new to this because mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think it's in every Dragon Quest game, right? No,
2: this was new to Dragon Quest Eight. Uh, you know, actually, why they uh, slapped in the alchemy pot? No, because it's in Dark Cloud Two. Oh, really? There's an alchemy system in Dark Cloud Two, and it was never in another Dragon Quest game.
0: Was it wasn't in six or seven. Nope. Well, I love it. It's
2: it's it, cool. It's yeah, a,
0: I it's. It brought so much more meaning to the random items that you get in the game, but mm-hmm. also to the weapons you have. Now, there's a specific weapon that I'm—I don't want to spoil for anybody because I feel like it will ruin the that weapon. But there's just this, this idea of holding onto a weapon and then finding components later on, and you
2: turn it into something useful. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty awesome. It's basically uh, like what is it? You choose two or three. So there,
0: I think you start out with two, and then you can choose three after you upgraded the alchemy pot. Yeah, and then... And then you're able to combine more. So, like, for example, you can combine metal slimes, the uh, liquid, with, like, a weapon, and it becomes, like, a metal...
2: Liquid metal liquid slime liquid sword, metal sword, sword or whatever. Function. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. And like, there's some even random things like you can add like uh, uh, what is it like holy water and like uh, like a necklace and it becomes like this holy necklace yeah, or yeah. whatever. You know, it's,
0: it's such a simple concept of taking things that you have an abundance of or have items that you would spent money on. You're like, well, I could sell it and get half of what I paid right. for it. Or I can hold on to it, see what I can make it into later, and it might be useful down the road. Because mm-hmm. So they have multiple forms when you're upgrading things. Yeah. So it, it it made a lot of variety in the fact that, like, okay, I have these skill trees of weapons that I can use, mm-hmm. but then I have these upgrades to those weapons that I'm using in those skill trees that make them relevant again. Yeah. So it, 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 it I loved it. it it's the, down to the mechanics, to the fighting system, to the overall aesthetic of the game. It hit on every point for me mm-hmm. to where... I'd almost call it a perfect role-playing game.
2: Honestly, it pretty much
0: is. Like, there's I, like if it was a little bit longer, that that would be my only thing. But that's that's just me wanting more of it. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. So that's not anything against it.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely, I absolutely agree. It's it's honestly. I mean, objectively, I think it's the best Dragon Quest game. And honestly, it's probably just one of the best role-playing games of all time. Yes. You know. Now here's a, a, a more personal question for you, Chops. Uh, of the characters in the team. Who's your favorite? Um,
0: uh, so I like Hero a lot just because. Sure, I mean Hero's he's always He's got a cool. mouse. Yeah. He's got he's like his silent character. That's the hero. Um, I really like Angus a lot. Yeah, I'd say it'd be ch- it probably would be Angus. I want to say Angelo, but then I don't want to say Angelo.
2: <laughs> Angelo, I have mixed feelings yeah. on. I kind of like Angelo, and like he really grows on you. But like when he first starts in the game, he's he's a bit of a d. He's a bit of a D, and uh, it, so it's a little frustrating, because he's just like, huh, uh, I was talking with the the barmaiden, and she gave me this, like, knowledge of, you know, what's going on, yeah. and it's like, oh, my God, Angelo, I hate you. Yep. Whereas, like, Yangus is, like, like right next to the hero, and he's just like, oh, cold blimey, what are we going to do next, mate?
0: <laughs> he's just so obnoxious, like, so outrageous of, like, an honest character. Yeah. It's just him, Yangus, and it's and yeah. it's such a strong, unique personality that, like, it makes up for the main character not having any.
2: Oh, absolutely. I and I mean, and Drank- I think it's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the thing with Dragon Quest is they always put you in the place of the hero, mm-hmm. so that you get the the you know silent protagonist thing. You know, which is which is cool. Like some games, it pull it comes off really great. Other games, not as well. In this one, it comes off wonderfully, especially because all the side characters are. I mean, they're so charming. You know they're so wonderful, and uh, and I mean you even have the uh, the king Trode. Yes, Trode. I love Trode. He follows you around. He's cursed, so he looks he's like this little this tiny this troll,
0: weird toad troll thing in a robe. It's so funny.
2: Yeah, he he's always super fussy. He's always arguing with Yangus, and uh, and and it's funny because like some of the missions like that you get in this game. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be curing him, but like when he finds out that his like uh like this person in this town's daughter wants you to get this crystal ball back for her dad because she like idolizes her father so right. much. He is he is such like a daughter complex that he's like, You need to do this. Like she knows how to treat her father right. Like that's a person you need to help in this world. <laughs> and you're like, Well, this doesn't really help us, Trode. And like and he sends oh, you off man. on this mission just because of the fact.
0: Yeah. It's You will get the warm and fuzzies from this game.
2: Yeah. It's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of those moments. There's a lot of really sad moments. There is a lot of sad moments. Dragon Quest games by and by are filled with really kind of depressing moments where, like, Characters will die, you know, and, and, and like you'll, you'll feel frustrated because it's like, oh my God, we were, we were so close to saving them. And the, you know, and then this villain popped out, yada, yada. And, and it's, and it's hard. And, you know, so you go through this game and the villain's just doing worse and worse stuff. And it actually brings me to a, a point that I wanted to make. It's almost similar to Final Fantasy VII. It is. Hear me out. Okay. So. In Final Fantasy VII, a good chunk of the game is Cloud and his team hunting down Sephiroth. Yes, and that's kind of what Dragon Quest VIII is. You're always on the heels of Dolmagus yep. as he's always like hunting down these sages and like murdering them. And you're like, why is he doing this? Like, what's going on? We need to like find him and stop him. And uh, and yeah, so it's it's sort of similar in that like in the plot aspect for that, you know, in much like Final Fantasy VII, that's not the full game by any means. But I, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. It's really, really gripping. Like you're always, always a step behind Dolmagus and you're always just like, "Oh my god, we gotta stop well, this guy!" Well, like
0: even in the first town, you get there and you find out he's killed the sage there, but he's burnt his house to the ground. Yep. And then you go, and there's just this burnt house left. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a mark. Like if it was me, and, and and it was my town, like that's a mark that always people are always thinking about, always seeing. Yeah. And it's it's weird how those little effects add to the whole. Gameplay of of this of this beautiful beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Now we can't not talk about the music in
2: this. We've put it off long enough. I've
0: been, it's been hard, and and the main reason I enjoy this game the most is because of the music, and it's it it literally places you in a whole nother world as you're playing it, and and. Because the character is nameless and you're them, you then literally feel like you're in that world.
2: Mm-hmm. So the music is done by, as I mentioned before, Koichi Sugiyama. Koichi Sugiyama is is well-known for the Dragon Quest games. Like, that's almost all he's ever done is Dragon Quest games. And, and it's kind of weird. It almost makes you think, like, oh, well, I mean, if he's not doing anything else, he can't be, you know, can't be that great. But I will have you know, he's done another game for Enix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually well. Actually, no, it's pretty rare. Not many people have played it. But have you ever played Evo for Super I've Nintendo? I've heard of it, but I never played it. He did the music for that as well. Uh, but aside from that, he's mostly done Dragon Quest games. And I'm okay with it. He's obviously doing something amazing. Right. So let's go in and listen to what do you think the overture first?
0: Yeah, because it, the whole pieces in this game are. S- performed by the Tokyo Metropolitan Symphony Orchestra. That's right. And they're all giant orchestral pieces, but they have such a theme to them that like, it, it all sounds part of this game. If you couldn't play, take this music and place it in something else, it would feel out of place. It would. It
2: wouldn't make sense. Here's uh, uh, a couple of random little facts here. Uh, the original Japanese version did not have orchestral music.
0: Oh, really?
2: That was added to the uh, Western release.
0: It's, well, it... it uh, like, I'm playing on the 3DF, 3DS version in their MIDI, mm-hmm. and I can't stand it. Like, I'm not getting into it as much as I would. And as soon as I started listening to these pieces for today's episode, it was because of that. And now mm-hmm. I think
2: I'm if I'm going to play this, I'm going to play it on my PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. Now, the well, we'll get to the, the differences and stuff a little bit later. Uh, but let's go ahead and listen to the overture here. This is the main theme of Dragon Quest. This is in every single Dragon Quest game that's ever been made. Thank you. lot of use of horns it's great it's really good it's so pop and circumstance uh Sugiyaba is uh really well known for for his like baroque period style or whatever it is i'm not as familiar with music to really know the differences between like different styles of classical music uh but that's like apparently like his big thing yeah
0: horn horns are a big part of that also the flutes um like Those uh, in the background, you hear like the high flutes, and they're and they're in uh, almost like their own separate melody, and accompaniment with the whole piece. Okay, it's just really, yeah, it's it's like literally movie music in a video game,
2: which is great. It's so good, and uh, there's actually quite a bit of music we want to share with you guys. Uh, So we're actually gonna go ahead and uh, uh, jump into uh, another theme here. What do we we have next here? uh, Um, uh, Let's do the battle music real quick. Yeah, the battle music is... We don't have
0: to listen to it too long because it's a lot of the same stuff.
2: Yeah, but but, uh, let's go ahead and listen. This is uh, called, uh, what is it, War Cry?
0: War Cry. Defeat the Enemy. By all means, go ahead and play.
2: Because there's so great. Well, because there's so much fighting in Dragon Quest games, so many battles, you need a battle theme that's not going to get too repetitive. And yeah. I mean, yeah, if you listen to it enough, sure it will. But like the music, the battle music is really good. It's so fun. It really it's is. It's got a
0: drum set in it. Mm-hmm. Like what orchestras do you know has a drum set player in the background? Not like there's any. literally someone at a drum set right now playing it. And the strings, just the way that they like... Like it's like a roller coaster ride. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so great because it just keeps things yeah, like you said, interesting in battle to where like, yeah, I know what moves I'm gonna do. I just wanna get through this battle real fast. But then like I let it linger a little bit after it's won, just because I like to hear the rest of the song.
2: Yeah, maybe with the last enemy you wait a few moments. I, uh, and so yeah, it's it's really good. And the the, the boss theme is great too, of course. Oh, yes. we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna play Tons and tons of music because we, you know, kind of get through the episode at some to. point. But uh, what, do, what do we have next here, uh, chaps? Um, you wanted to do this one, Marching Through the Field, Strange World? Marching Through the Field, Strange World is like the overworld music. It's yes. very mellow. Let's go ahead and give it a listen.
0: Just getting in my favorite part. It's but it's so there's so, so long. Like Yeah,
2: the music is is it's, it's not repetitive. Yeah. But the trade-off is that the songs are quite long. Yeah. It's gorgeous though. Like it's, I just want to keep listening to that. Right? It's it's just such a beautiful song. And like honestly, I think pretty much all the Dragon Quest games have really great overworld music, because this is another theme you're gonna hear a lot of. You know, mm-hmm. wandering around the world, exploring. Uh, you know, because the kind of cool thing is like, unlike in previous Dragon Quest games where it's just a world map you're on, in Dragon Quest Eight you just sort of wander around the field, like out, yeah. like as if it's like in, in, a, in a town or something. And so it's this giant, expansive world that you can like find treasure hidden hidden away, uh, bonus monsters that are like extra tough and stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Now, Jobs, I think there's w- at least one more theme you wanted us to listen to. Is that right?
0: Uh, Yes. I wanted to play, oh, uh, I don't know which one to choose.
2: <laughs> Make a decision. Uh,
0: okay. We're going to go with uh, remembrances, and this is kind of whenever there's, like, a flashback or, mm-hmm. like, a very
2: sad scene. Yeah, very somber moments in the game uh, have this theme.
0: Yeah. So we're, let's take a listen here. kept kept listening to that and just falling asleep
2: yeah absolutely it's yeah that's like one of the the more sad themes in the game and like you know there's a, a pretty depressing dungeon you go to mm-hmm. at one point in the game and like it this is played throughout the whole dungeon and it's just always such a melancholy feeling as you listen to the song but not melancholy like 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 oh this is you know oh god it's just dragging on it's still a beautiful piece it's just there's weight. It's so behind sad. It. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's the music is just, it's something I, I think up until the point of when I played this game, I hadn't heard in another game. Mm-hmm. Like Final Fantasy VII was was beautiful music, but it was still I had to like get futuristic harshness to it. Yeah. Um. Whereas this in a game was just so. There's so much, I don't know, I can't even put words to it. It's just, there was just so much, like, heart in it. So yeah. much emotion.
2: A lot of power behind it, yeah. And then
0: it just, it, it enhanced everything mm-hmm. in the game.
2: Yeah, it's, honestly, I I think that, uh, uh, I think it would not be as good of a game if it didn't have this, like, fancy added orchestral, uh, you know, soundtrack put to it. Mm-hmm. I think the music is, like, fine on its own, even if it is MIDI or, or what have you. I, I think the music itself is very good, but I think the orchestral version just, I mean, it just knocks it out of the park. It does. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know
0: what else we can say about this game other than how, about how amazing it is.
2: I mean, I'd love to to rave on and on, but uh, but there are a, a few little things I'd like to uh, to point out. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the Dragon Quest 8 cast have actually shown up in other Dragon Quest games and other games. Oh, okay. Uh, so, there's actually a spin-off that never came to America called Dragon Quest Yangus. <laughs> really? Uh huh. It's a uh, it's like a, a mystery dungeon style game with like you know uh, uh procedurally generated dun- uh-huh. like dungeons, uh that stars yangus as a child.
0: Oh no way!
2: Yeah, it's Yangus okay. as a young man, uh like an old like a kid basically, uh and it's like him uh and like Red who shows up in the game who's like his like you know his leader, or his whatever. like lead, previous leader or whatever. Yeah, uh she shows up in the game. In fact, the treasure that like Yangus mentions was like you know oh we never. We're able to like uncover it is actually a treasure he tries for in this game and fails to get. <laughs> uh, so like there's a lot of nods and references there. Uh, a lot of the Dragon Quest 8 cast have showed up in uh, Itadaki Street, uh which What's is like, that? it's a weird, like almost Mario Party esque game where it's like a little bit more. Uh, a little less based on minigames and more based around, like, almost like Monopoly, where it's, like, more about the money, mm-hmm. like, the finances behind it. Uh, I've heard it's pretty fun, but I've never actually played it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, uh, in Dragon Quest Nine, there was a lot of downloadable content uh, with bonus maps and stuff. And uh, Was it
0: released in America?
2: It was. Okay. On uh, the DS, yeah. Uh, 3DS, actually, I think. I think it might have been 3DS. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I. Uh, yeah, so Dragon Quest Nine is is another fantastic game, but uh, there's bonus content in it. Like, uh, and you can actually fight uh, in a bonus dungeon the final boss from Dragon Quest Eight, the Demon Lord, really uh, Rapthorn. Yeah, wow. Uh, so, like, you can do that. It's like a super hard bonus mission. In fact, a lot of the old previous final bosses you can fight nine through bonus dungeons, and you can even I think recruit or at least you can talk to in a town. Uh, I think it's Jessica and Yangus. Or maybe it's Jessica and Angela <laughs> or something. They're like downloadable content, uh, like as bonus stuff. Uh, and then otherwise, there's the uh, the new Dragon Quest Heroes games, uh, which are like uh, Musou games, like uh, Dynasty Warrior style games, uh, where you play Dragon Quest characters. Yeah. And in uh, at least in uh, Dragon Quest Heroes two, I think even in one, you can play as Yangus And honestly, that's all you would ever want, especially because they bring the same voice actor back. Which is awesome. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that.
0: It doesn't. It really doesn't.
2: So good. Yeah. So so if you... Uh, so we we had mentioned before we would chat about like how you can play this. So it's uh, it came out on PlayStation 2 originally. There's a 3DS version that you can either download or find. I'm sure there are copies that are pretty readily available. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, if you just like the cast of the game, but you're looking for something new, there's the Dragon Quest Heroes games, which are... A little repetitive, but mm-hmm. they're kind of fun. I mean, if you like the Dynasty Warrior style games. Otherwise, uh, Chops, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, mention about Dragon Quest Eight? Yes, I'm trying to find
0: it right now. There's differences between the PS2 and the 3DS version. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: they added... Was it two characters or one? Two bonus characters. Red is playable in yep. the 3DS version, as well as Mori, who's the guy who runs the monster fighting arena, which is like a bonus side stuff in Dragon Quest VIII, where you actually get to like recruit a team of monsters. Yeah. And they fight for you
1: almost like Pokemon, kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Which not really? I think
0: is where they got the idea for, um, oh my gosh, Anino Kuni from.
2: Wait, what you, you mean? know
0: the game Nino Kuni? Yeah, yeah. I think they probably got that idea from this because it's the same. You know, Art Kira Toriyama does the art style for it. Oh ha- no, 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 no! Wasn't it?
2: Studio Ghibli is what they were based oh, okay. on for Nino Kuni, but it was Level Five, I believe. Was it Level who Five? On. I believe it was Level Five who I worked on. I can look it up it. later. It's no, I'm not, yeah, I, I, I could be know, crazy. There. It's a newer but, game, so it's harder for us to talk about how Legend but, Retro. But, but yeah,
0: you capture monsters and have them fight for you. Um, oh, it could be. They might so have gotten that idea. Maybe they that. did it from. The, I thought they did, but I could be just making this up. It Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, you have two
2: new playable characters in it, uh-huh. and um, I think there's a, a bonus dungeon in so. the game. I, yeah. I believe. Uh, I've I've not completed the 3DS version. I got I don't know maybe a quarter of the way through the game, and uh, and then other things just took my attention away from mm-hmm. it. But I uh, but no, if you've never played Dragon Quest Eight, do yourself a favor. If you're into RPGs, you owe it to yourself. To, you're really to get missing into this. out. Absolutely. If, if not, just listen to the soundtrack. Jump on YouTube. Uh yeah, it's I mean it's it's just such a gorgeous game. It's in yeah. and, and, and I don't necessarily mean in like the aesthetics of it. I mean like it's just a beautiful game. The story, the music, the the art, the the plot, the characters just it's there's something really really magical about yeah, you, Dragon Quest 8. You won't be disappointed by it. No, not at all. Uh, Not at all. No. Nope. That's all I got. Yep. Only other thing I would mention is uh, uh, if the name of the game series sounds sort of familiar, uh, it was originally known as Dragon Warrior in America. And due to copyright issues, they had to go with uh, Dragon Quest. So, or I'm sorry. Dragon Quest in Japan was called Dragon Warrior in America America for a long time, and then now finally it's back to Dragon Quest. So if the name Dragon Warrior has caught your attention, then that's the same game series. Right. Yeah, so but definitely look into Cold it. Blimey. I should have played it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cold blimey! <laughs> Cold Blimey. Oh, I love Yankus so much. He's my favorite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh nothing else you wanna uh mention about the uh uh Dragon Quest eight? Nope. Well, let's uh, go ahead and just jump right into our Retro Relapse.
1: Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse.
2: So, today's Retro Relapse is, uh, we played it on GameCube, but it, it did it first come out on GameCube, this game? Uh, it's also on PS2. Also on PlayStation 2. Uh, Legends of Wrestling and Xbox. And Xbox. <laughs> Legends of Wrestling.
0: Yeah, I I let you pick a uh, majority of the most recent uh, Retro Relapse games because yeah. I thought it would be more fun that way. And since they were all games I own, I didn't know what to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason why you picked this one was because, oh, do you get to play as Sergeant Slaughter in this wrestling game? I don't know. Maybe. Nope, you don't.
2: Yeah, so you were immediately disappointed. I was pretty disappointed.
0: Um, but basically, it's a typical wrestling game. You uh-huh. go
2: in the ring and you wrestle. It was pretty simple controls. Uh, I, liked, I I like I I kind of wish that there is I don't know. I, I guess we didn't really look into it, but I feel like there should have been like I don't know more moves. I just feel like I just kept picking we you up and dropping really, you.
0: Yeah, we didn't really look into move sets. True. So you can create your own characters in this, and you can build move sets for them. That's kind of cool. Um, give them a a. You know, a a classic move. So for the Sheik, uh, the Iron Sheik, the Camel Clutch was one of his classic moves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, there's other classic ones out there. You have a lot of – basically it's called Legends of Wrestling because it's the most legendary wrestlers of, I think, I want to say like 80s and back – there's yeah. not a lot of newer ones. There are some newer ones in here. A lot of um, retro stuff, though. I which know is that the cool. Deadite will probably uh, feel very hurt about this episode with this retro relapse because I don't know much about wrestling as wrestling as he
2: does. As far um, as I'm concerned, if it was really the Legends of Wrestling, they'd have had Sergeant Slaughter.
0: Um, but you have characters like Hulk Hogan. He was a GI Joe. Um, you have the Road Warriors, Hawk, and Animal. No, Ber- Andre the Giant, though. Um, let me take a look and see in this character list.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the very least, he wasn't unlocked from the beginning. Maybe he's eventually unlocked. We're gonna have Chops take a look here. But yeah, I, I was a little distraught that there was no Andre the Giant. No Andre the Giant. I feel like he he's. I mean, he was not only one of the the, the better wrestlers of that time, but like, I mean, he was really popular. You know, I mean, he he's in Princess Bride. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah,
0: I mean, so there's game. There's characters you can make, and you can make characters that are similar to that. So, That's like, cool. uh, for example, Doink the Clown
1: <laughs> is not a legend.
0: Is. is not a legendary wrestler, but you can make him as a playable. Oh, character. Oh, okay. Um, it won't necessarily be him, but you can make it like a, a
2: reasonable facsimile.
0: Yeah, and so like you have some uh, characters in here like Sabu, um, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, oh, Rob Million Van Dam, um, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Um, let's see, Jerry the King Lawler. You have a, a lot of the classic yeah. wrestlers.
2: I I did think that was kind of cool. Like I I've never been huge into wrestling by any means. I my knowledge of wrestling sort of faded after like the late eighties, maybe early nineties. Uh, but yeah, I, I was hoping for more of the the classic WWF, which isn't even like a thing anymore. Now it's W uh, WWE. It's WWE. Yeah. WWE. Uh, oh, I guess
0: Snook is not in it, Jimmy.
2: Oh, is he not? Sorry, uh,
0: I thought I saw him in here.
2: Ah, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. I, so I was hoping for like Roddy, Roddy Piper's, uh, Jake yeah, the Snake Roberts. That I guess
0: would not be that game for it.
2: No, which is a shame. Oh. I don't hold it against the game itself, except for and Slaughter. He is a legend of wrestling. Uh, but I, but yeah, no. It, it was. I mean, the the game gameplay mechanics seemed interesting enough. They they, I feel like the the counter controls were a little finicky. I feel like I would totally hit it on the right spot. Like, cause it was like, it would be like a gauge that was like red, and there would be a little tiny area of green, and the cursor would like go at a certain pace over it, and you have to time it to hit the green spot. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like a lot of times I was hitting it, and I'd be like, yeah, I got it. And then I would still get knocked around, and I was like, I didn't get it. What happened? Yeah,
0: yeah I beat you, and I don't know how I, like, you were beating me a lot.
2: I'm not sure what happened at the end there. Um, I choked. And I, I wanted
0: to do classic moves. Like I didn't know how to do classic moves I guess we didn't really look it up so it's our own what right, yeah too, yeah absolutely it was it was fun it was just got if we knew what we were doing it might have been more fun'
2: we're, absolutely yeah, I could see that it, it was it was something that we're at least I'm not very familiar because you said this was like your brother's game right?
0: So we shared a lot of our video games. So yeah, this is one that he bought because he really liked wrestling. Okay. So I didn't know wrestling too much. I know yeah. it like a little bit. Like right. Just enough to make me sound dumb. But <laughs> hey, it's um, better
2: than me who knows nothing. Um,
0: but it it was it's a it was a fun game I played with my brother mostly because we got to create our own characters. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. I. Uh, uh, I feel like this is a game I, I mentioned on a previous episode uh, that my uh, uh, old friend Tim was really into wrestling yeah. and I would mess with him and be like, it's fake it doesn't matter. And he'd be like, no, it's cool and I'd be like, shut up, no it isn't. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of game he would really be into. Probably. You know, I, I could see him being into this. Uh, maybe he actually owned it, I don't remember now. But uh, but no, I, I like the fact that you have all the classics in there. I think that's kind of neat mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, you know I don't know, that. I just feel like Nowadays, I mean, it's totally different wrestlers now. Oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, is is this probably, like, the last game that would have had a lot of those old classics? No, they've released games out that
1: like have classic. Oh.
0: I think they released a game recently that was, like, the classic moments in wrestling history where you get to play in those matches. <laughs> really? One that's kind of the, so cool. So, like, when Hulk Hogan went up against Andre the Giant. Oh, that's know? cool. Like, those kind of groundbreaking ones throughout mm-hmm. the whole history
2: of wrestling that's pretty neat okay that's pretty cool so so i i guess that's the uh kind of you know excuse me uh uh something neat for the the sort of history of wrestling or or what have you where you know they they still they haven't forgotten all the classic moments you know whereas like in a sports game I mean, sportsing. yeah, you know, I mean, like, let's face it, you know, it's not like they can release like, you know, hey, uh, you know, Steve Eiserman was awesome. Let's make a, a hockey game about his highlights. It's not going to happen. You yeah, know? I don't think
0: you're going to make a game where like, oh, remember in 1953 when the Steelers played against, I don't know, I don't know anything <laughs> about sports. But anyways, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure there's like things out there that you can do that in. But like,
2: yeah, not it's not, not as really, iconic you know. as
0: like you're playing as these
2: characters. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so so here's a, a question for you there, Chops. On the 8-bit scale, what do you give Legends of Wrestling? I'd probably
0: give it a 4 out of 8. All right, Right in the middle, just because yeah. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I like wrestling a little bit, but I don't know enough to really appreciate it. Right. And I didn't do much in it.
2: Yeah. so I, it, At it, a cursory yeah. glance, I would agree with a 4 out of 8. I, I don't think it was a bad game by any means. I, I don't think I would like be in a rush to get back to it, not being into wrestling, really, myself. Uh, But I I think that they're, you know, I mean, the game, it didn't feel like the gameplay was broken or anything. No, it functioned well enough. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, let's face it, for some of these older games, that's all you could hope for. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. especially there was a lot of hit and miss on the GameCube.
2: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. The Um, GameCube, the the PlayStation 2, Xbox. I feel like that era was... I think that a lot of game makers started to realize, like, oh, people will buy this stuff no matter what we do. So let's just put <laughs> it out and make some money. Right. And so I think you had a lot of crummy games during, like, the PlayStation, PlayStation 2 era. Which isn't to say that every Nintendo game, every Super Nintendo game was like golden. Right. But I just feel like, you know, you had the market was expanding so much that you had more opportunities crummy Mm cash-ins. So, you know, I mean, all in all, maybe our wrestling fans can tell us uh, otherwise in the uh, Discord or on Facebook. Uh, But no, it it felt pretty legit, you know? Not that I'm a real pro when it comes to wrestling. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's fun. You should
0: rent it. Well... Never mind. Rented. Well yeah, swing by uh, a blockbuster <laughs> and pick it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go down to the. Well,
2: go to Family Video. <laughs> also closed. Oh, really? Oh no! I'm thinking of Entertainment Tonight. Oh Never God! Mind. I was like, video. "Oh yeah. man, Family Video still open."
0: <laughs> Jesus, Craig.
2: Sorry, didn't didn't mean to scare anyone who works at Family Video and is suddenly like, "Oh God, do I have a you job?"
0: You have insider info. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. By
2: the way, guys, uh, I recommend putting in your two week notice and uh, looking elsewhere. Uh, no, no, don't don't quit if you work at Family Video unless you want to quit. I, I'm not the boss of you. Uh, getting
0: really? <laughs> getting real out of hand. Okay,
2: <laughs> so yeah, Legends of Wrestling, it's a fun game. It's all right, yeah.
0: Look for it for cheap if you have a GameCube. Cheap enough, yeah, I get it.
2: So, let's go ahead and chat about our RPG protagonist battle.
1: Hello, everyone. Xander here. Speaking quietly because I've got a sleeping baby and a sleeping wife, and I almost forgot to record this. So, really quickly... Uh, We're in a bit of an interesting situation here. Um, As I went to look at the polls, I realized that VV versus Cloud is a tie right now. So I figured I could do one of two things. I could let the poll keep going, delay this uh, grand final to have a true 2v2. But then I thought, we're looking for the greatest RPG protagonist, right? So, it's a three-way match. Frog versus VV versus Cloud. If we're truly looking for the greatest RPG protagonist then it should have no problem uh, beating out the other two. So, again, we have Frog from Chrono Trigger, Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, and Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, The choice is up to you. I need to cut this short so that I don't wake anybody up. Have a great New Year. See ya.
0: All right. Well, this has been a fun episode. I think so. I... Just want to listen to Dragon Quest 8 soundtrack
2: all day now? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and listen to that for a while, everybody. Uh, you should do so too, or just play it, you know?
0: Yeah, or you should go to MotorCityGaming.com and listen to the Gamezilla show, Gamezilla Alpha, Noobs and Dragons, which is a, a lot, lot of shows. Fun. Man, there's a lot of content there that you should check out. It's, That's a lot it's, of shows. It's a
2: good time. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, everybody. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you again when When the legend legend continues. continues.